This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic on BFM 89.9. Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan. And for this week's review, I'm joined by arts writer and podcaster Lim Jackkin. Jack, welcome back to the show. Hello, glad to be back. Today we're reviewing... um, A video is the broadest uh, description I can give it. It's a little bit difficult to describe. Uh, A video that centers around the notion of dance. So um, loosely, I suppose that you could call it a a documentation of a dance work in some ways. It's called Jalan Harapan. It's by Lee Rinzin. And uh, you can watch it on on YouTube for free. You can just look it up under those names and you should be able to find it. Um, Now, it's, it's a little bit difficult to describe and... I'm going to try my best. It essentially documents Rinsin's exploration of the Jalan Harapan neighborhood in Pataling Jaya and all of the um, the different facets of it, the, uh, the the lower cost areas, particularly a block of um, government housing, um, as well as the developments and the malls and the apartments that are also coming up and juxtapos- juxtaposes that with her own home, which is, which is in that area as well. And her... Um, I, I guess her examination of the role dance and movement plays in this neighbourhood. I must say, Jack, that I didn't know what to expect going into this, but I very much enjoyed the journey. Yeah, I had the exact same reaction. It was definitely, um, it was a difficult journey, I have to say. It was difficult to digest and go through Um Really tested the limits of my ADHD medication, but (laughs) it was very rewarding. I really enjoyed it. And there's a lot to think about. And um, it's just stuck in my head. It's still stuck in my head. Mm, The stuck in my head is something um, that that I I feel as well. I keep wanting to rewatch it. I, I, I want to freeze certain parts of it and go over it again uh, because it's a it's a combination of largely still photos that Renzen has taken in her in her time with this neighborhood and which has which has spanned years really because it started back in 2017 and extends all the way to the start of the pandemic. And um, so there is a wealth of photographs that she's taken of the people and the spaces in this area. There are also videos um, and then there's like a very lo-fi approach to captioning. Essentially, it's just her thoughts or observations of these experiences, uh, but really put in in a way that doesn't feel like it's a it's a professionally captioned video. And I think while perhaps in another project I would have been slightly annoyed by the quality of the the captioning, this somehow felt appropriate. It felt like a journal that had been somehow transposed into this project. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it's in Comic Sans. Yes, <laughs> I don't know if it indeed was, but it, it reminded me of Comic Sans, and that yeah. might that that's probably why I say in other projects it might have annoyed me. <laughs> I absolutely love Comic Sans. It's a, um, apparently I've heard that it's easier to read for people with dyslexia. Um, but yeah, that aside, you're right. It was kind of not the easiest um, video to just go through, just because the captioning. Not only was it felt very rough, it was also very cryptic. So just the way uh, Rinsin phrases things and and comments on things, you get the sense that someone is um, shooting from the hip, you know, like just writing just things that make sense in their head, but not necessarily to an outside party. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think that's really interesting. Um, and it's so cool to hear her unique voice. 
um, just layered over the photos that she takes. So the larger theme or the idea behind the video is um, essentially, Renzin, starting off at uh, this this public housing um, area and then trying to see how dance fits into their lives. And then she kind of inserts her own dance, uh, both physically in the sense that she's dancing in these spaces uh, and and capturing the reactions that people have to her, but also then becomes a, a sort of a part of the community as well. She starts teaching dance to different people who live here. Um, she starts organizing activities with the people who live in those spaces uh, and then talks to people about their relationship with dance and movement as well. So it all comes together and while the the umbrella that she takes is dance, I think she then uses it to examine issues like um, access and privilege and uh, class divides and even this notion of belonging and not belonging, particularly when it comes to migration and migrants versus expats. And so it, it, I the reason I think I like this project so much was it almost felt like very organically she's put together this sort of diary um, or documentation of these issues that are so essential to unpacking how we live in Kuala Lumpur and PJ now, um, but not in a way that feels like she's lecturing us or forcing an issue on us, but instead just letting these experiences speak for themselves. Yeah. Have you been to the area? Are you familiar with the place um, I used to live very close to Jalan Harapan a short while ago. So yeah, I am familiar with the area. <laughs> yeah, I knew someone who lived very close there and I visit them a lot as well. And um, like we would go to the coffee shop that is a very big feature in the video quite a few times. And I really loved how the video made me see the place in a new light, which seems very cliche, but it's really so much more fascinating than I'm making it sound. It's like someone took a rock and then, you know, those YouTube videos where they cut open the rock and you see all the different layers and it's so, there's just so much inside of it that you've never noticed. Um, she does that, except instead of like layers and colors, what you see is like humanity. You see all of these people that um, maybe if you're like an effete liberal middle-class Chinese boy like myself from Subang, you know, you kind of don't consider a lot of different types of people who live in that area. And what that video does is kind of really put them center stage and um, just really meander around their lives in a way that doesn't feel invasive or voyeuristic. It just lets you breathe in their space and kind of listen to them talk and listen to them exist and watch them. And I think that's really cool. I think even if you do live in that area, um, it gives you a very clear idea of your place in the order of things, right? Mm -hmm. um, because um, you get a very stark reminder, as I think Renzin herself did, because there's this very, um, there's this sort of very telling, very poignant portion where she talks about or rather she writes about on screen literally um, about how she had asked certain migrant workers where they lived and they told her and you know she I presume saw their houses and then they in turn asked her and she paused because she talks about how she she thought whether this is information she should share with them and I think this sort of um, self-examination of our own place um, and how we relate to people and how we may think we're equal, but in fact, we are not. Um, you know, I think those are some of the, the things in this video that I really appreciated. Um, were there particular themes that resonated for you? I was really interested in how she talked about gender. Um, this was kind of forefronted. It didn't really become a through line throughout the whole video, but um, especially near the first half, I guess, she would talk a lot about like 
um, you're more likely to see certain types of people like walking out and about and free to express themselves and free to take up space. And the people who take up more space tend to be men. And I thought that was really, um, I guess, just a perspective I, I, ha- I, I need to listen more to, you know? Um, class was really fascinating, especially how she talks about, you know, class in the context of the adverts for the, the, adverts for the high-end condominiums yes. that they're trying to sell there. There was one specific ad, and I'm sure you know this as well, where the tagline was like, everything's so much more fun when the city revolves around you. Yeah. What a a completely inappropriate and like tonally like wrong thing to say when you, when you're, of course you're rich, like everything revolves around you. Everything is set to your experience as the default. Um, I work in marketing, so I hope nobody blacklists me after this, but yeah, it's just to see that juxtaposed over like, the lives of people who actually do live there. It's interesting because the people who have like the most roots, I think in that area are also the people who the state continuously overlooks, you know, the government continuously doesn't really care about them. They're more busy catering to the whims of, you know, property developers. And um, so it's just really fascinating, like to see a group of people living in a place that is very obviously on a, maybe on a state level, on a governmental level, not welcoming them as quote unquote real residents, even if they've been here for years and years. And she even says at one point, like there are some people for whom this place will never be home. Mm. And she makes the point also in one part about how these quote unquote, um, these people who are not from here might in fact know the space and the area better than the the act the the, the people who are allowed to so called be from there, right? Um, because they walk the streets, they know the spaces, they live in these spaces in a way that's a lot more uh, real and a lot more confronting than it is for the average Malaysian PJ resident, but. As I say that also, right, we have a certain idea of what the average Malaysian PJ resident is. And this video clearly shows you that that's not the case. There are a multiplicity of people who live in these spaces. Um, we do need to take a break, but we're talking about Liren Sin's Jalan Harapan. It's a, um, a video that uses dance to document life in Jalan Harapan in PJ. Let us know, uh, do you enjoy looking at your own neighbourhood through art? You can WhatsApp us, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Bodacious, fabulous minds. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila. And today I'm joined by arts writer, podcaster, Lim Jackkin. And together we're reviewing Lee Renzin's Jalan Harapan. Uh, so it's a video that uses dance to explore the Jalan Harapan neighbourhood, um, particularly the people and the lives that um, occupy these spaces. Um, Jack, you mentioned earlier gender and, and you know, um, that was one of my uh, main takeaways as well, particularly how um, the notion of dance and movement and what you do with your body, how your body appears, um, is often policed and uh, even expected to be a particular way, depending on what gender you are. And I, I think that 
part of the power of this video is um, Renzin herself, because in in one sense she's present, she's very present, and obviously a lot of the pictures are taken from her point of view. But in another sense, she's kind of not really there um, because. She's not really in very many of the frames. I mean, loosely we call it dance, but there are not a whole lot of videos where you actually see her dancing. Instead, it's more her interaction with the spaces through dance that we see. Um, I was wondering how you liked that um, kind of juxtaposition. I loved it. Um, I don't know if I agree that Runsin is not a big part of this video. And she does only appear in a few frames, but. As the person who's providing the point of view, I think that speaks to something about Runsin's like attitude about it. I, I don't know. It's almost aggressively, assertively compassionate. Mm, yes. She's so, so physically, she's not there. It's more what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like she's so involved in the lives of the people around her in a way that I would definitely be too shy to be. Um, I would be too shy to reach out to my neighbors. Uh, I would be too shy to dance in the street and and assert myself in that space. And I think the way she does that is so magnetic. You know, it's not confrontational at all. It's like she goes there and, you know, she does her warm-ups, she dances, she does her movements, and people just kind of start to gravitate towards her. And more than gravitating towards her as a single pole, she starts reaching out as well and starts relying on um, her neighbors, her friends and the people in the neighborhood and they form this little community. There's something very beautifully anarchist about it. Yes, actually. Um, and I love that. I, I The word anarchy came to me when I was watching it as well. It's a sort of flagrant breaking of rules, right? Um, while talking about girls shouldn't wear shorts, Renzin in shorts, dancing in these neighbourhoods, um, having conversations, um, talking to women who otherwise say like, oh, I'll dance indoors but not outdoors. Um, there's something very... Um, there's something very simultaneously gentle yet forceful about the way in which she does this. And I enjoy that because... I think it does speak to the kind of hesitation many of us would have, as you said, uh, towards perhaps going to people whose cultures are different from yours and saying, you know what, let's do this. Like this thing is is kind of weird and new and cool, um, but let's do it together. Um, and that shouldn't be a radical act. And yet watching this video, you realize that it kind of is. Yeah. And it's so telling that the people who are initially like really drawn to her and interested in what she's doing are children. Um, yeah. There's something very Jesus-like about the whole thing, very messianic. But yeah, it's so, I thought that was such a poignant moment, you know, when the kids start being really interested in, you know, what this tete or this auntie is doing and and how they can be a part of it. Like immediately the kids were like, I want to do that. I want to see myself doing that. And that's so moving. That's something I will never forget. Did you find that the dance aspect was important? What did it add? Um, or rather, perhaps asking the question the reverse way, if I had taken the dance element out, would this have had the same power? Man, I mean, something would have had to fill its place, you know. Um, it's so interesting. I'm actually really conflicted about that because it's a it's ostensibly a video about dance. Um, and it's 42 minutes long, roughly. And you don't hear a single note of music until I think the 17th minute, mm. something like that. And 
goodness me, it's so cool to see someone dancing without music. It's so, you just have to sit in that silence. I don't know what could have taken that place. Um, I'm a poet and I know it's definitely not spoken word poetry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Spoken word poets, please spare my life. Um, I, I don't know what could have taken this place. I think it's so vital that, you know, if she weren't dancing, it would have to be something else that Runzin does that is such a fundamental part of her, such a fundamental part of her expression. I think that the role the dance played in this, and, and this is very unlike other contemporary dance-based works, is really and and i and i mean this earnestly and not not in a twee way um turn it into a way that anyone can do it and 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 contemporary dance often has this veneer of inaccessibility right um whereas here um it becomes so normal and everyday and yet kind of weird and fun and delightful um i i loved that dance took on this form in this video. Um, I love that it wasn't the dance that was telling the story. Um, The people were very much the story. However, dance was almost um, the way in which Rinsin used her experiences to connect with them. And and I think that was important. And, And you're right, I can't really imagine a way in which this could have been done without that. Um, you know, and 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 I think whatever whatever the the art that's used to connect, I think the important part here is perhaps creating the space for other people to join you in it um, and inst- and not making it a sort of like, oh, I'm here to teach you. But instead, it becomes a do what you want, because we're all here to kind of learn about each other. Um, it's a it's a tough one for me to recommend um, only because I don't know how I would recommend it, except to tell people if you if you have just a little bit of patience and and um, set aside just an you know it's forty five minutes forty two minutes as you said, it's so worth sitting through this even if you have to do it in a couple of sittings. I feel sitting within the space of this work, um, within this neighborhood um, that the work takes place in, uh, and letting the the images and the people speak to you is a very rewarding experience. Yeah, you're right. I I don't know how I'd recommend it to someone. Um, I guess. Yeah, if you have a free few minutes of your day, a free hour, open it up, go sip a bowl of noodles and just look at it. I don't know. What's the draw here? If you've ever wanted to understand like this microcosm of like PJ, it's like a it's a stretch of road that's just just over a kilometer, right? 1.2 kilometers or something like that. And if you've ever wanted to know how much can exist in 1.2 kilometers. I'd say watch this video and if you're like me and you don't get all of it or there's like stuff to unearth that you feel you've missed out on, just watch it again. It's on YouTube. Uh, if you have YouTube premium, you won't even have to deal with the with the ads, you know. <laughs> Um, the I think the what's the draw here, um, if I may extend your answer, um, is really it allows you to think of a world that's beyond just yourself, yours. No matter where you live in, in KL, um, there are people and places and experiences and lives that are completely unlike yours, uh, that might be sharing, the, that very likely are sharing the same space, uh, may in fact be right alongside you. And you just never saw it that way. And 
I think we could all use some reminding of that lens. And and that for me would be the recommendation um, of why you should watch this. I don't think you even need to understand dance or love dance for that matter. So like, as long as you like learning about other people's stories, I think there's something here for everyone. Yeah, maybe the city doesn't revolve around you. <laughs> you know, it's possible. It just might be possible. I think that's a great lesson to take away anytime. Jack, thanks for doing this with me. Thank you so much for having me on. This is a blast. We've been reviewing Jalan Harapan by Lee Rensin. Um, it's available on YouTube, so it's free. Just go and uh, look for those titles uh, and let us know. Do you enjoy art that um, turns a fresh lens to your neighbourhood? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.